Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. And welcome to this week's Geek Town Radio. This week I have with me... I love reading books, it's fun. Amanda! Hello! <laughs> Hello. I really love reading books, it is really fun. <laughs> I always forget about that jingle until I'm on. And then I'm just overwhelmed with joy that yes. that's my jingle. <laughs> I know, I thought you'd like that. So, uh, yes, it's nice to have you back on, because you haven't been on for a while. So, um, yeah, it's probably about a month since you're back on. What have you been up to? ton of stuff. Um, <laughs> I think that I was just about to go to New York, wasn't I, when we last spoke? Oh, probably, yes. Yeah. Yes. How was New York? It was amazing. <laughs> um, I almost wish I hadn't gone, because purely now I'm obsessing about it. <laughs> and and now, I, like, the other day, Greg sort of walked into the bedroom and he was like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm just looking at Manhattan on Google Maps. Just <laughs> for fun. <laughs> That's very and thinking sad. thinking about, like, all of the places that we need to go next time. And, and and that if I ever won the, an obscene amount on the lottery, I'd invest a million dollars into an American company, so I would get a green card easier. <laughs> stuff like this. So you know, it was it was absolutely amazing. Did all the the touristy stuff. Yeah. And I'd like to do some of the um, studio tours next time I go. Oh, we tried to get Jimmy Fallon tickets, but it seemed like all of the um, late night comedy talk show hosts had that week off. Oh. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, that that does happen, I guess. The guys at work was like, "Oh, well, how about this person? How about you know Seth Meyers?" And and everyone was off. Yeah, <laughs> no. every single person. Because I had my my iPad set up at work, saying the tickets go on sale for March, like <laughs> in an hour. So. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's the that's the next the next one. Yeah, I mean, I I I haven't been over there. I've done LA, obviously, but I I haven't been to New York, so I I quite fancy doing that and doing studio tours over there. See what they're like. Yeah, it was it was absolutely incredible. I have some friends over there, so maybe we'll get maybe you. yeah. No, well, she married. <laughs> I, it's, a, it's an old college friend. She married an American, so. <laughs> I mean, that's one way to get a green card. Yes, so, yes, that's true. Yeah. Too bad Greg isn't American. Yeah, yeah. No, I have to trade him for an American version. What a disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, no, it, it was it was very, very good. Cool. Um, and we went to see a show, though. We went to see Lame Is. Oh, nice. Stage. Which yeah. Was scored. Yeah, that's good. Cool. Yeah, really, really good. Um, other than that, in terms of um, the last week or so, I've discovered a brand new show on Netflix. Well, it probably isn't brand new, but it's brand new to me. Yes. Um, and it's sort of taken over my life a bit. Um, it's called Comedy Bang Bang. Oh, right. Okay. Um, and it's like a spoof talk show. Yeah. Um, but they, the guests that they have on there are like 
quite big names in comedy. So I think like people like Seth Rogen and Elizabeth Banks um, and um, Michael Sarah, people like that. Yeah. But the, it's really sort of off the wall, like surrealist in part humour. It's, it's very <laughs> good. Very good. Um, freaking out over the um, the new Harry Potter trailer. Well, it's not technically Harry Potter. Fantastic Beasts and Where to Fight in Them. Yes, yeah. And Rogue One, obviously. Yes, yeah. So that, that's exciting. Yeah. I've watched those quite a few times. Yeah, I watched the Harry Potter one this afternoon because I hadn't seen it up until uh, I just hadn't got around to watching it. But it, it does look very good. It's it's very pottery, <laughs> very pottery, and it's set in New York. Yes, yes, it's all it's all kind of set in America. This one, isn't it? So yeah, that all look really it looks really really good. And I am finally going to see um, Ten Cloverfield Lane as well um, on Friday. Ah, cool. Yes. I've I've not been to see that yet. I'm I'm a bit behind on my films. I I will I will catch up um, probably next month. But um, I still need to see Deadpool because I still haven't got around oh, to seeing that's Deadpool. So good. And everybody tells me how brilliant it is, and I still haven't got around to seeing it. So it's very very good. Yeah. So so that's one I definitely want to see. I'm, there's a there's a nice lead in with Deadpool as well. So the next X Men movie. Oh, cool. Okay. That that'll be something to watch out for. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so there's that. There's uh, yeah, Cloverfield. I'm not overly concerned about. Um, trying to think, what else? Uh, what else is there coming out? There is, of course, Civil War comes out uh, at the end of the month. So that's the next big thing I will yeah. probably go. Important and say. question. Yes. Team Iron Man or Team Captain America? Ah, uh, do you see? I, I I will probably go Team Captain America. Yeah, me too. Um, I, I think I, you know, I, I like, I, I like the non-registration idea. I think he, you know, I think that's that's probably the side to be on. And me I, too. Yeah. And also, if you're going to trust your fate in one of them, as cool as Iron Man is, yes, I would pick the noble one. Yes, all day o- over the funny, sarcastic, snarky yeah. one. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The sort of broken-looking one. <laughs> Yeah, so I and and they've got Ant Man as well, and Ant Man's hilarious. So, oh, I love Ant Man. Although you know, Stark does have Spider Man on his side. So, although Spider Man, I suspect mm-hmm. may flip across because because yeah. that's what happens in the comic books. So, so we'll yeah. see. But uh, but yeah, I'm uh, I am looking forward to that. I'm really looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to Suicide Squad as well, which I know oh, is a little bit too. further out. But every trailer that comes out for that looks fantastic. So uh, the Bohemian Rhapsody trailer was still brilliant. I think he's yeah. <laughs> still one of the best ones they've done. But the they released another one this week, which had got more um, Jared Leto uh, Joker bits in it, um, and looking particularly scary in certain points. So I, I you know, I, I know we were a bit apprehensive when when that first kind of shots came out of him yeah. with the tattoos and stuff. But it, I, it's an interesting take on it, and I think he probably will nail it quite well i i think they've they've done an interesting job with it so um, to be honest i don't think i've ever seen a jared leto movie where he hasn't just killed it yeah i think that he's just gonna take it and completely make it his own yeah yeah so and and i think the thing with joker is he he does change personalities quite a lot even in the books so i it's not you know it's not like one particular way of playing it yeah. um i you know i i think that uh, you, you know, having those different kind of variations of him is there is actually a one of the books I think it might be Arkham Asylum where where it talks about how he reinvents himself. You know how he seemingly disappears and then sort of reinvents himself as something slightly different each time he reemerges. So, 
um, it, you know, it's not out of character for, for, for that character. I mean, yeah. you know, it was always going to be a very tough act to follow, but, uh, but yeah, I, I think doing it the way they're doing it is, is, is sensible. Yeah, um, I think so too. So, and I'm so looking forward to seeing how Margot Robbie takes, um, Harley. Harley yeah. 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 Harley. <laughs> Harley. <laughs> Harley looks very good. Yeah. So. Amazing. So yes, I'm looking forward to that. Any other TV stuff? Um, I don't think so. I think that's probably it for me. You mainly been binge watching one show. <laughs> mainly just comedy, bang bang. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I've I've been watching. There's a few things. Um, People versus OJ, which is kind of trashy, but I am is <laughs> is just brilliantly put together. Um, and I know they've taken liberties with how the story works and and um, bits and pieces. But it, it's just eminently watchable um, yeah. and really, really fun. So I, I, I'm really enjoying that. That's been really good. Um, Undercover as well, which is another BBC thing, which sort of took over from the night manager, um, which was a fantastic series. Uh, but Undercovers have been a really good series as well. That's uh, that's taken over the night manager's time slot. Um Flash and Arrow and Legends of Tomorrow. Oh yeah, I did want to point this out. Um, all the people that were complaining about the fact that they held black back Flash, Arrow and Legends for so long and were going, oh, this is terrible, so far behind the US. By next week, we are caught up with the US. Um, we are back to being as soon as they can show it sort of after the US airing. So all that sort of complaining about it, it, it it's, it's now gone. We are back. We, yeah, we'll, we'll be back to being as close as we possibly can to the US air dates again. So uh, so that's nice. Always good. Always good. Uh, I'm about three quarters of the way through 112263, which was, is this sort of, have you heard about this? It's like a time travel drama starring James Franco. Yeah, I think you might tell me about it, actually. I love James Franco, so this is something that I've, probably should check out yeah it's um interesting you, there are certain bits you've sort of kind of got to go with because the time travel is basically um him walking through a closet essentially <laughs> there's there's nothing flashy about it but i sort of quite like that you know there's no kind of big time machine or anything like that yeah. um it, it's done fairly sort of simply and it's it's obviously you know a kind of MacGuffin thing to get him through into that time period um and he's essentially sent back with the idea of um, saving Kennedy from being assassinated. So that's sort of where it, it starts. And uh, it's kind of about whether he manages to do that and what other things happen while he's back there. So um, oh, and how much he can he, he can get away with changing, because the idea is that if he tries to change something, time will sort of fight back against him. So, you know, he like tries to call his father at one point and uh, as he walks away from the phone booth the car plows through it you know <laughs> there's there, <laughs> yeah. there's little there's so there's little things like that every time you try and alter something time will kind of push back against you so it's an interesting kind of concept for that, that good. so yeah there's uh, there's that it's been quite good gaming wise um well kind of this is a kind of mixture of gaming and tv there's a an xbox game out oh it's xbox and pc although i've got the xbox version called quantum break which stars sean ashmore who i think was in was he the one that was in x-men or was he the is it, is, is it aaron that's in x-men i can never remember which way around they are Yes, Sean was the one that played Ice in Iceman in uh, X-Men. He was also in the following as well. So although it's a video game, he kind of plays the lead, but 
they've got this interesting kind of dynamic where you play through the game to a certain point and then they have a, a TV show essentially it's like in 20 minute episodes shoved into the game they're like big extended extended cut sequences so they they've sort of matched up the game to the live action stuff and certain things that you do in the game will alter certain scenes that you see in the live action. That's really cool. So it's it's a really fun kind of interesting idea. And I mean, the, the game's sort of premise is time has kind of got corroded uh, by an experiment that they did and goes horribly wrong. So you have control over to be able to manipulate bits of time and that sort of stuff. Uh, so that that's the sort of basic premise of it. But the whole whole way it's put together is kind of interesting and different. And it seems to work fairly well. Whether it's a brilliant game, I'm not entirely sure because I'm only sort of you know through just through the first act bit at the moment. So, uh, but it, it seems to play okay. There are little problems with the gaming dynamic, but but you know it's it's interesting and different. And I sort of I, I like games that you know at least shoot for the you know hit for the fences even if they uh, even if they don't necessarily quite make it. But but yeah. I'd, I'd rather they did that than than just push out another generic shooter. So um, so yeah that that's. That's been quite good fun. Um, and so I'm playing around on that at the moment. Yeah, that was really good. So that, that's one to, to certainly look for. Um, and I also wanted to mention you can buy tickets now for uh, this year's Secret Cinema, which um, it's the Secret Cinema pre- Presents like they did the Star Wars um, one, which was Secret Cinema Presents Empire Strikes Back. So I can tell you what it is because <laughs> without getting <laughs> without getting strangled by somebody from Secret Cinema, uh, it's 28 days later is what they're doing for Secret Cinema. So they'll kind of immerse you in a world of kind of viruses and zombies and that sort of stuff. Um, tickets are on sale at the moment, so you can buy them uh, from uh, their website. I'll stick a link up for you to go and have a look. Uh, but uh, yeah, if you're a fan of zombies and uh, you're you're a fan of Twenty Eight Days Later, which was a great film, so good, then uh, you can uh, you can go and get tickets for that right now. And uh, they, they've got lots of slots available and things, uh, so you can uh, you can go and kind of join in the fun for that over there. I think they're running it sort of from now for the next few months so so yeah it's uh that that's if you're a fan of zombies and stuff and you can get yourself down to london that's definitely one worth uh, worth going buying i think um so unless you've got anything else we can move on to some film and tv news let's do it so first bit of tv news um is is going to upset some people i suspect there was a comic con thing i think it was walker stalker con in somewhere like texas uh and in uh summerholder who plays um uh it's damon isn't it on the uh, on yeah. the show um damon salvatore on the show announced there that season eight would be its final would be what the vampire diaries final season i just heard like a million hearts break <laughs> just heard yeah i mean it has ever since nina dovbrev kind of left it sort of felt like they might be coming to a conclusion yeah. with that show i i, I think uh the it, it's it, so it, that would give it one more season um the, the cat graham it's also all been always yeah, been all over the internet that Cap Graham had said that season eight would be her final season anyway. Um, who plays the local resident witch on the show? So yeah, he said. I mean, this is only Ian saying this, though. I should point out that the CW themselves are saying no decision has been made. So 
it's not an actual guarantee that it, this is the final season, but it's certainly sounding like it will be the final season uh, without uh, Ian or without Kat in it, which kind of cuts the cast down somewhat uh, from, from the central <laughs> premise. Um, and if you're losing, I mean, the, 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 the whole thing was sort of based around Damon uh, and uh, Nina Dobrev's character anyway, well, I suppose the two brothers anyway, and uh, and in Dobrev's character, and now she's not there, and one of the brothers wouldn't be in there. And so I think you're getting to a point where you probably should uh, should bring it to a close. I I would have said, uh, you know, it's better doing that than trying to drag it on with with a bunch of the lead cast no I longer there. Yeah. So um so yes, that's. So do you watch that show? I don't know whether you. I watch little bits and pieces, but I've not been. Um... I know people that have been obsessed with it. And I feel like it's one of those ones where you either sort of dabble in and out or you dedicate your life to the show. Yeah. And you're obsessed with it. Yeah. I mean, he's got obviously the seven seasons available at the moment. Um, so there are quite a lot of episodes to get through. Um, so, oh, yeah. I should also say. Um, Part two of season seven, we airs on ITV two over here, um, and it's been off air for for a while. Usually, they used to be quite good at getting it to come back fairly soon after the US air date. For some reason, best known to ITV two, they've decided to keep it off air until um, late spring, early summer. Um, so there's been a bit of a gap. They're rather dragging their feet, but it is going to come back on. They have said it's coming back on. It's just they they've decided to hold it over for a while um, for. Reasons only known to their uh, scheduling department. <laughs> uh, so it is coming back, but, uh, and then they will be one more season after that, as far as Ian is concerned. <laughs> so, yeah. so, uh, so we'll see. We'll see what actually happens with that. But, uh, but anyway, so from vampires on to uh, Marvel, and there is another Marvel TV series coming. Woo! This time coming to Freeform, which was known as ABC Family. So um, it's obviously that's the that's part of the Disney um, Marvel franchise. And the show that they're bringing is a comic book called Cloak and Dagger. I don't know whether that's one you know. Um, I don't think I've read that one, actually. No. Yeah. Um, so uh, Cloak and Dagger apparently follows an interracial romance between Tandy Bowen and Tyron Johnson, two teenagers from very different backgrounds who find themselves burdened and awakened to newly acquired superpowers whilst falling in love. Uh, <laughs> uh, Tandy can emit uh, light daggers and Tyrone has the ability to golf others in darkness. So they're, they're sort of you know, light and dark, I guess. Uh, they quickly learn that they are better together and apart but their feelings for each other make their already complicated world even more challenging the idea for this it's going straight to series so it's not a pilot it is actually definitely getting made uh, it is a live action show it's aimed at young adults so it sounds like they're aiming it at a younger teen audience rather than the kind of older teen audience that maybe some of the other shows have been aimed at or teen and adult audience that the older shows have been at. so this is this is much more aimed at the young adult audience. Marvel currently have three projects running on ABC. They've got Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, which has already been renewed. Agent Carter, which is looking very shaky for renewal, unfortunately. Um, and uh, Marvel's Most Wanted, which is um, uh, Bobby Morse and uh, her other half from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, it's those two in their own show. 
Uh, that's only at pilot at the moment, but it may get put into a full season. We don't know yet. But, uh, and there's also some animated series and stuff going around for Disney. So I don't know. Do you, what do you think of that one? Does that, that appeal that to you? That sounds like something that's right up my street, to be completely honest. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's a Marvel show, so I suspect it will get picked up by somebody over here. Um, yeah, I think so. It's, it's, although, I mean, to be fair, it's, it's taken, it took a while for Agent Carter to get picked up. So, yeah. you know, but it, it, that sounds that's got sort of e4 written all over it that yeah i think so they don't have a a marvel show on e4 yet at the moment so that that's sounding very much a sort of young adult the, they just snap it up yeah i mean the other possibility would be um five maybe but yeah. um um five or five usa possibly because they're trying to kind of pitch that as a teen channel so uh not five is it five usa or five star five star i think five star yes there is a five usa there is a five usa um (laughs) but there's a five star as well maybe it's five star it's one of them's running um teen wolf at the moment uh and they've they've picked up a number of kind of teen based shows so you know maybe somewhere like that but uh but yeah, I suspect that will arrive. Um, it's it's not even been shot yet, so you'll have a bit of a wait. I should think it will come out in the autumn in the US, so we'll see whether it gets picked up over here. And uh, last little bit of news is Sherlock uh, Season 4 has started shooting. Whoop. So that will see Watson and his wife, uh, Mary, preparing for the arrival of a new child. Uh, they've also said ghosts are said to figure heavily in the new season although it's not entirely obvious whether that's actual ghosts or whether that's metaphorical like ghosts, ghosts. Of the yeah show's yes ghosts of the show's past so <laughs> you know maybe maybe it's an excuse to get Moriarty back in possibly co-creators uh, Steve Moffat and Mark Gattis appears to have teased that this could be the final go round for the group saying this is the story we've been telling from the beginning a story about to reach its climax however the typically cryptic duo have also previously said that the series could be continuing for a long while and um i'm told the word climax could mean anything but not the end so yeah it may or may not be the final thing i mean (laughs) that's always the thing with with those though because you're in a situation where they've all got other jobs you know yeah Uh, and and trying to get them all together in one place it must be a complete nightmare even to only do like three episodes which is what this will be um it'll be a little three-part series again so um yeah happy to see that back yeah really happy to see that back yeah, I, I'm uh, I'm I'm looking forward to it. It's always good. The Christmas episode was kind of interesting and different, and I think was probably a bit stronger than the second season that they put out. Yeah, so because so. uh, it got a bit overly comedy in the second season for my liking, and I, I think the first season was stronger. So um, I'd be interested to see which direction they go with with uh, series four. Um, so they're saying, uh, here we go again, whatever else we do, uh, wherever we go, all roads lead back to Baker Street. Um, yeah. It's always felt like coming home. Ghosts of the past arising in the lives of Sherlock Holmes and John Watson, bringing adventure, romance and terror in their wake. <laughs> so there you go. Another adventure build. The, uh, the first episode's being directed by a lady called Rachel Talley, who has directed episodes of Doctor Who and The Flash and Legends of Tomorrow and Supernatural. So. Oh. So Very yes. good credentials. Yes, yes, she's an American. I'm not sure how I feel about an American 
director <laughs> directing uh, Sherlock Holmes, but she's obviously got some cred- decent credentials behind her. So, and uh, that's it for the news this week. And as she directed an episode of The Flash, that leads us very neatly on to this week's interview. <laughs> The interview this week is uh, with somebody who has actually been on the show before. It's a lady called Lila Vandenberg. Um, She's the co-creator and writer of Uncle. But the reason that we've had her on this week is because she's also co-written this week's episode of The Flash. Um, which is called Trajectory. This episode of The Flash, uh, there will be um, there will be spoilers about the episode. So if you haven't watched it yet, um, stop the podcast, go and watch the episode, come back and listen to the rest of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> she also has got a few updates about uh, Uncle as well. Um, there is because there's a third season of Uncle, and it's going to be the final season of Uncle as well for for those of you that enjoy that show uh unfortunately uh but they have got some other things in the works as well so we talk about that um we talk a bit about dc and marvel in general um because she is a ginormous geek and uh we're also about star trek and a few other bits and pieces so uh here's the interview with lila um hope you enjoy it it's quite a long one it's about 50 minutes so uh so yes you can kind of skip past it if you if you want to listen to the rest of the episode and and if you haven't seen flash and then kind of jump back in afterwards but uh, it's well worth listening to she's really fun and entertaining so here's lila i will see you afterwards with some air date stuff hello hello how are you doing i'm all right how are you very good thank you it's lovely to talk to you once again too very <laughs> nice to to be speaking to you again and you're on uh this time round. it's uh because it's not the first time you've been on geek time you came on with ollie last time for uh for, for uh, uh uncle wasn't it so correct um, but you're you're on this week for on solo because you have written the um episode of flash which well when this goes out it will be the episode that goes out tonight um oh, nice. when this goes out so this will <laughs> this will go out sort of just after the episode of flash has gone but out so in a little while you'll be seeing my episode <laughs> yeah so i managed to get hold of a preview copy so i've seen it so we can talk about it without oh, spoiling it for anybody so yes. uh, so so that's good so so we're we're all kind of set um how how did you end up <laughs> writing an yeah, episode yeah. of Flash? Fair enough. Good question. How? Um, yeah, and I, I do have to point out, it is a weird, this doesn't happen all the time. So they don't just randomly look up people that are writing British sitcoms and pull them onto the DC TV universe shows. That yeah. I think I might be the only person that's ever happened to. <laughs> um, uh, so what happened is, I write feature scripts in addition to TV. Um, And I had a feature spec script that just happened to be about a superhero. And it was almost exactly the tone of The Flash. And it was written actually slightly prior to, I think, The Flash airing. Um, So not it was probably already in pre-production, but I don't think it had gone on the air yet. So I didn't actually have a sense of what the tone of that show was. So that's a coincidence. (laughs) Um, I think what happened was that the Berlani camp um, who, you know, are the kind of parent producers of all of those shows um, got a hold of that script through my manager, just as kind of a general sample because they're like, Oh, we, you know, there's comedy superhero stuff we're looking at for the future. There's there's properties we're eyeing, um, you know, 
specific properties and kind of generally, and then also like potential TV show stuff. I wouldn't have been like a slam dunk obvious choice for Arrow, obviously, because tonally that's really different. Yeah, yeah, it's and, much darker. But by the time they'd read this script, uh, Flash was on the air and Supergirl had not aired yet, but it was in production and the and the pilot had already leaked. Right. Um, yeah. So uh, I had... A very cool general was Sarah Schechter, who's uh, Greg Berlani's film producer. Um, and she was very complimentary of my script and uh, and just generally just a very cool person. Uh, and the TV people were there, too. And we got to talking and it was clear, like, I was a big fan of Arrow and I was... Um, no, Flash was, must have been on at the... Flash was on. I was a really big fan of Flash and I knew all the continuity. So it was like clear that I was like kind of a super fan of the show. Um, <laughs> and then they were like, have you seen Supergirl? And I was like, uh, no, I haven't seen it because it's illegal and I don't want to download the pilot illegally. And they're like, just go ahead and take a look because we want to know what you think. Because, um, you know, the, you're the sort of writer we're looking for for something like that. And... Uh, I was like, well, that's very cool. Um, so there was that meeting. By the way, I also accidentally wore a Marvel T-shirt to that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well it, done. It was, this, was done, this was done over Skype, and it was, like, just out of the frame. And then I, like, sat up a little bit, and, like, the words Marvel came into view. And, and Sarah caught it immediately. She's like, oh, that's really interesting. Mm -hmm career choice wearing a Marvel t-shirt to a DC Comics meeting. Um, so, I, so I had that initial meeting and then what came up was a freelance episode of The Flash. So yeah. so they have a writer's room that, that is their full-time writing episodes, but there's so many episodes. There's like, you know, 22 yeah. seasons. So they have to bring in other writers to kind of stay on schedule. And so this job came up for a late episode of The Flash. It was like episode you know, they didn't even know which episode yet. They just knew it was going to be somewhere between like 2.14 and 2.19. They were going to need somebody. And my manager was like, how do you feel? Would you be interested? And I was like, I mean, like, would I be interested? I'll swim across the Atlantic. So I had, at that point, I had a meeting with Andrew, the, who's the head writer of both. He was the head writer of Arrow. He's the head writer of Flash and Supergirl. And he's also uh, a producer on all those shows. Yeah. Uh, so I had an interview with him and he is incredibly lovely and a huge nerd, uh, like a huge DC <laughs> comics nerd, but also like an enormous Doctor Who nerd, which yeah. kind of like, actually, if you watch Flash, you can tell like a, it's very timey-wimey and like there's a lot of love letter I, to kind of current... If, if you watch Legends, you can really tell. Oh, oh I mean, yeah, yeah, no, but I mean, I would almost call Legends kind of like an XP who, except that some of the things actually predate who, so you kind of wonder like what direction that inspiration flowed. Like, yeah, yeah. It was some crazy thing where I saw like, it was like, oh, the Time Masters actually predates the Time Lords by like three years or something. Wow. Um. So like, you know, obviously it, all that stuff is from a time period. Yeah, yeah. And and obviously sort of all inspired by the same couple of, you mm. know, whatever probably SF novels were current at the time. Yeah. What was going on in comics, what was going on in like atomic research <laughs> or whatever. But yes, yeah, no, he's a he's a big fan. And um we got to talking and it was it was kind of like it was that difficult and that easy. Like it took, you know, fifteen <laughs> years for me to get a good job. But then when I actually went for the interview, it was like yeah. quite a, a sort of painless, wonderful process where I just got to like nerd out with these people for like an hour. Yeah. Yeah. 
No, I mean, it's, it's interesting. They do seem to like t- to make sure they've got hold of fans that, that uh, when they, they get involved in either writing or directing. Because if you, I don't know whether you listen to any of Kevin Smith stuff, but he directed uh, episode a few after yours. Yeah, uh, I think it's 20, uh, I want to say it was 21, but I could be wrong about that. Yeah, I think it's the, yeah, it's the one before the last two so yeah that'd be 20 maybe yeah so something like that but he he ended up directing one basically because he he became a huge fan of the show and his sort of assistant rang them up on a on a sort of you know whim and sort of said look he's a big fan of the show would you be interested in having directing them yeah sure you know yeah. so he came up and got to direct a few episodes you know an episode it's like well yeah great you know yeah. and so they seem to go after people that that know, really know the stuff um the person that you went for, because uh, do you want to explain a little bit about what the story was for those people that haven't watched it yet? Sure. My episode takes place right after this sort of monumental reveal to the audience, but but obviously, like, Team Flash don't know this reveal yet. Uh, yeah. That um, somehow Jay is Zoom. Like, we, like, we're not exactly sure of, like, timeline how or, like, what iteration, but we know that, like, there's Hunter Zolomon and Jay and Zoom, and somehow, because of parallel worlds, they're the same person at different points. Yeah. Um, and this is after, this is after like months of speculation about Zoom's identity. This is like the second mentor that Barry's had that's like totally betrayed him and yeah. him over. <laughs> so going into this episode, it's a little bit of a monster of the week in that we have like a new villain. Uh, she's canon. Um, but I don't think most people know her very well. No. Um, Eliza Harmon. Yeah. Um, she's... I did. I did. <laughs> yes. yes. Um, but uh, so she's she in the comics, she gets her powers from Lex Luthor. Yeah. Uh, and she is a female speedster. Basically, what what was going on is it, me and the other writer on the episode, Lauren, and actually the whole writing staff and Andrew were kind of like, it would be really great to get another female villain in here. We haven't had that many. And they've yeah. done some cool, like, gender swaps on some characters to make them female villains. But still, it hasn't, there it hasn't been, there just canon isn't that many. So they're, they're always looking for more. They wanted to have, in order to test Barry's speed, because obviously that's a big thing for him, is that he's not as fast as Zoom, um, another speedster come in. But that speedster needed to not be a West or an Allen. <laughs> um, somewhere in the timeline. So that was uh, the challenge was finding somebody that was not somehow blood related to either Iris or to Barry yeah. or Jesse, obviously. Um, yeah, I, yeah. Most, most people by now have probably clued in like, Jesse, Jesse Quick is there for a reason. Um, yeah. oh, at what point she will become a speedster? At what point Wally will become a speedster? I don't know. There's something very exciting about the idea of like literally every speedster from Flash history is going <laughs> to be on the show at the same time, all with the powers. Yeah, they're, they're, just, they're just missing Bart at the moment, I think, hasn't shown up yet, yeah. but that's pretty much I, I, it. Was Bart grandson? Something, or oh, great grandson. He came from the future, didn't he? Punch if he, you know, the way they made Wally Iris's brother rather than her cousin. Like I have a, I have a hunch if Bart came in, he would be. This is not a spoiler. This is not something I know. Yeah, but a hunch for for simplicity, he would probably be Barry and Iris's son. Yeah, that would that would make sense. I mean, he's. I, I suspect they'll they'll bring it if if they bring him in. He will be. Tight, there will be a time travel thing involved yeah, i'm yeah. sure you know he will oh, be sure. somebody from the future i'm sure um and, the, and then there's the twins as well but i don't know how you know they've got to get a few oh, more yeah, yeah. Yeah. so so who knows how this is all gonna like turn out but um so in this episode barry is trying to get 
faster as he is wont to do. He's, of course, having, you know, eternal problems with self-esteem and confidence. <laughs> and so the gang decides to kind of go blow off some steam because they haven't been acted like, you know, normal 20-somethings in yeah. forever and a day. Yeah. Um, so they have this this club scene, which I, I know now has become kind of like iconic among the the tumbler set like it's i, I kind of had a hunch when i was writing it i was like this is like real ship fuel and i i am actually a west island shipper so like i tried to put in so much more and they were just like control you know like a little bit control yourself so i had to kind of scale it back down to a reasonable level that would like you know hint at potential romance but also like not burn it out. you know obviously yeah. they won't stretch things out as much as possible forever and ever uh, so in the process of going out and hanging out this club, Barry and Iris have like a bit of a moment and that moment references um, things that happened on Earth 2 where Barry got like a glimpse of, you know, an alternate timeline where he's married to Iris in the present, in addition to already knowing that they're married in a potential future. Yeah. And uh, right when they're, you know, potentially going to like have some serious talk about it, this speedster blows through, causes chaos, steals things break stuff and leaves and Barry tries to chase them out, but they're way faster. Yeah. It is in the course of time revealed to be a female speedster uh, who is faster than Barry and he can't figure out why this person is faster and where they came from. Um, and he assumes it's, it must be because of the par particle accelerator or the rebreacher from earth Two. Yeah. Not one of those things is correct. This person's actually on velocity nine, yeah. um, which had been kept a secret from him all this time by Caitlin and Wells and Jay. Yeah. So he's extremely angry that, that he didn't have access to this thing that he could have used all along. And it is a bit of a, you know, very special episode metaphor for, Doping specifically, it's not as much. People are like, oh, it's an anti-drugs thing. And it, it's more specifically we wanted to talk about doping. And, yeah. and that's not an accident, obviously. Like, yeah. you know, kind of the the line, if everybody's cheating, why can't I? Yeah, yeah. The playing field is sort of like a classic Lance Armstrong moment. For <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. So so that that's kind of the gist of the episode is that um, there is there is a drug that could potentially make very faster. He wants to use it. It has a lot of potential psychological and physical consequences that are unforeseen. And in the end, you know. It, yeah. Eliza either dies or evaporates into the speed force. We're not really sure, but she conveniently yeah. leaves behind a nice outfit <laughs> for a female speedster. Yes, um, I wonder where that might end up. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I, um, uh, I, I thought that was kind of interesting because I thought, well, maybe she's disappeared into the future, but it seemed to imply towards the end that that she's disintegrated because they, they, the fact that she turns blue is the thing that that makes them think, oh, well, maybe Zoom's sick. So yeah, yeah. Which, I mean, what are you given t to work with in terms of are you because you must have some knowledge of what's coming up and obviously you mm -hmm. know what's gone before. So are you given strip scripts either side or what i'm given is i'm given i've seen all the episodes that have been produced yeah and then any episode that has not been produced i've been given the script for leading up to my episode um so i got to read 
you know, I got, I got spoiled for the Jay Zoom stuff <laughs> back in like October, Oh man, uh, which was both exciting, but like having to sit on that and like watch people speculate for months on end. And I'm like a big, I'm a big Redditor and I go on Tumblr and, you know, like watching people on both ends kind of speculate in either direction um, <laughs> was very amusing because most people actually didn't suspect Jay. No, no. That, uh, I, that why got would me. you? Yeah. Um, uh, you know, and I understand some people would be like, oh, how could you do that to Jay? But at the same time, like it, it's generated such a funny, the, re- the response to it has generated this like particularly funny subculture now of like Jay memes that are sort of like for the ages. Um, so I, I actually really appreciate that. You know, it's like on the, on Reddit's flash TV sub, they all call each other Jay now, like <laughs> as, if, as if there were thousands of Jays. Um, yeah, so I had to sit on that information for months. I had all the scripts leading up to my episode, some of which were kind of still in the process of being written. Like the the guys that were on before me, um, Benjamin Rabb and, and Derek Hughes, were still writing when I got there. So <laughs> they had like versions of the script that I was reading, but it would get, you know, new pages every day. So like whole plot things would change and jokes would change. And yeah. there's sort of like really ambitious giant set pieces that get written into things. And then for budgetary reasons, they have to be kind of scaled down or rethought. So yeah. you're kind of watching stuff change by the hour on some of the, yeah. the scenes. Um, so I had uh, King Shark and then... I was given kind of a general outline for where it was going to go, but but what happens after my episode was a slightly out of my purview. So I, I knew a little bit what was going to happen. Like I knew Pied Piper was coming back in the next episode. Right. But is that the next one or even the one after that? I can't remember now. And I, Spoilers. I, but like I didn't I didn't know about the flat. I, I had a hunch there was going to be a crossover between Supergirl and Flash, but like nobody told yeah. me any information about that yeah. or I would have died. I would have just died right there. <laughs> um, so yeah. So going into my episode, I knew everything that was coming before. Yeah. Um, and uh, what was expected of me is, is basically like Andrew and Greg had a very strong idea of what they wanted to happen in the episode. So they kind of had like, here's the broad stroke of each act and right. here's the villain we want you to use prior to them giving us a villain there was a long discussion about what, who the villain should be. And we brought ideas for villains. So, right. okay. um, so they wanted both our suggestions for villains. Everybody was kind of on board with the idea of like it being a female villain that was canon, but who that person was going to be was a little bit of a, like, we need to find somebody that fits this storyline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when they had that, they had a strong idea of what happened in the act. And obviously like there's long arc stuff that they need to track and keep you know, like keep an eye on. So like what happens with Zoom, very finding out about Jay at the end of the episode um, is something that they mandated had to be in the episode. Yeah, that that's what I was wondering. Cause I, the, you know, obviously there is that stuff. I, I was thinking that, you know, I wondered how much of that is kind of said, you must have this, this, and this. In yeah, there, like know. it's got to, they, they call it tracking. Like it's got to make sense with the episode before and after, and it's got to cover the long arc Right. What they what they're not prescriptive of is like, here's the exact dialogue the characters have to have in the scene. They're like, this is the kind of scene we need. Yeah. Make them do it. So (laughs) take the dolls and like make them talk to each other. Dance puppets. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And you'll get you'll get notes on like that joke works. That joke doesn't work. You know, can you add this? Um, But but during the first draft, they're not hanging over your shoulder writing for you. Um, I was, yeah. I was going to ask, was that Kanye West line? 
at the start one of yours? Uh, that that whole act is mine, but that line I think was Andrew's. He added that. <laughs> All yeah. Right, I did wonder. Uh, <laughs> Senator, Senator Knowles is mine. Um, <laughs> I'm very proud to say, and uh, all the kind of the the club that club dialogue. Um, yeah. Is is me and and it that we you know we split up me and the other writer Lauren split up the acts. Yeah. Um, I like yeah. I, I liked uh, Wellesley's inescapable daughter cube idea. I thought that yeah. was good. that was good. <laughs> I like that one. Yeah, there, there was some really really good lines in there. It was really good. I I, um, I really like the fact you you picked up trajectory as well because that fifty two run that she comes from that that whole Lex Luthor thing is one of my favorite DC um, book runs, which ironically doesn't have Batman, Superman, or, or Wonder Woman. Yeah. He's not got the Trinity in it at all. That was a, a run that they did on DC when they, they took, uh, they, they basically took the big characters out and it was a lot of the minor characters came to the top, but, and, and trajectory is part of this, um, Lex Luthor scheme to, to sort of yeah. create these superheroes. There are parallels actually with what you did with her very much in, in the, the show in the, you know, he, he basically provides them with this drug, but being Lex Luthor, he has control to be able to turn it off as well, doesn't he? I seem, seem to yeah. remember. And she, she ends up, she ends up getting killed in the books because in mid fight, she's had an argument with Lex and mid fight, he turns her off basically. Yeah. yeah. So, it's, so at least we, we were not killing a, a female character that does not already die in the comics. Yeah. Yeah. No, she, she went to the comics as well. Um, yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, I mean, there there are certainly similarities between the two. So it was a really interesting pull for that, I thought. Yeah, and it, it's it's fun. Like, I, I'm familiar with, like, the New 52 run for Flash. Um, the, the kind of, like, framework for the show, you know, is very Jeff Johns' influence, obviously, because yeah. he's an executive on it. But it's got its own... It's definitely, like, its own continuity that's not any particular you know like any particular run of the comic per se yeah yeah they're kind of just borrowing and picking it you know it's like the the kind of team flash is all kind of a fiction for the show you know it's like joe's not a, a, it's like iris's yeah. dad in in most versions is like an abusive horrible guy um <laughs> and uh you know like joe is is essentially a new character this version of vibe is a new character yeah so yeah i'd be I'm curious what the the feature flash is going to be like, because obviously like that sort of light comedy dynamic that's created by the ensemble that we have on the TV show is just not obviously not going to be there. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting to see, um, because obviously you know, Marvel go down this route of mixing everything together. And then with, with DC, they made the very definitive decision to, to split them. And I, I mean, I don't have a, I don't have a huge issue with that because they were keeping the characters separate, but Flash is the one kind of big character that, I mean, I suppose you've got Deadshot they've used on both, haven't they? I think. But, yeah, yeah. Well, Su- Suicide Squad in general, because I kind of, I have like quite a torch for this Arrow version of Suicide Squad. Yeah. I did. I, there was there was that lovely moment in Suicide Squad where you hear Harley's voice and they go, "Not her, she's nuts." <laughs> yeah. And and I was kind of digging Cupid. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. 
Tap the banner to go to monday.com. Like I was just like, oh, yeah. like a lot more of this character. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I'm I'm not opposed. I'm actually not opposed to the Flash film because when I saw the brief, very strange insert clip in uh, <laughs> Batman versus Superman where, you know what that felt like? It, I, I was listening to your podcast last week and you guys were talking about like, yeah, that should have been like outside the movie. What it felt like was like a web extra. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, it <laughs> almost like it had been filmed for that. And then, and for some reason they decided to put it in the movie instead of just having it be a web extra. Yeah. Well, as we were saying on the show last week, yeah, you know, all, all those dream sequences looked amazing and brilliant, uh, but I want to see them in the context of the film that we're supposed to be in, not yeah. just wedged into that. And it was like with the, um, with the introduction of the various characters, I thought those are brilliant, particularly the cyborg one, yeah. but, but, but they they were so like ham fistedly rammed into that movie, yeah. you know. Um, why why is Lex designing like logos? logos for <laughs> <laughs> I get the idea of like it's the meta human like research observation project code <laughs> code Aquaman. Uh, but uh, yeah. I, I I am actually pretty interested in an Aquaman movie, and I have to say, like, even though I have enormous loyalty to Grant Gustin's Barry Allen. I just yeah. love him. Um, and I think he's perfect. Yeah. And, I, and I remember when they, when they mentioned the casting for the show, I was like, well, he's a bit slim and a bit brunette for that part. And now I like, I can't imagine it any other way. Yeah. Um, and I, and I kind of love specifically, and I've always loved that like a speedster typically, you know, in any canon is kind of the smallest, weakest, most fragile yeah. power character. And, yeah. I, and I feel like it actually draws a bigger parallel about that with, you know, like the arrows build versus like flashes build. Um, so, you know, like I really like Ezra Miller as an actor. So I'm actually kind of on board to see his version because I find him like, sort of a similar type yeah if that makes sense um i just think the timing's a bit weird yeah yeah it, it is i mean it's it's almost it almost sounds like it sounds like they, they sort of started to build the films and then they thought oh well we'll do the tv shows and they didn't expect the tv shows to be quite as big as they've ended up being yeah you know um yeah and it's and then it's created sort of a weirdness um yeah yeah, and I think that's probably the only because it's like we don't have a movie arrow. There is that potential of there being like some type of Green Lantern possibly on Legends. And then like there's the Green Lantern from the movies and they're going to do a sequel to that movie. So, yeah, but they're two different if they're two different Green Lanterns that might like avert that. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, yeah, that's what we were uh, saying that that the the Green Lantern they seem to be talking about, assuming it is that character, is is a you know comes from a very different background to the Green Lantern corpse lanterns. So you know yeah. that that sort of makes sense. But um, although and, although and I heard I heard speculation. Of, oh, go ahead. I, I was just going to say, although if if he ends up being a regular on on Legends, I'm going to be slightly disappointed because that probably means suits won't go for another yeah. season. <laughs> although I, I have a hunch that usually actors go out for other roles when they know, like the writing's on the wall on the show they're already on. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
so it's it's probably like he's he's looking for work because suits is over. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I I've heard another speculation that he might be Booster Gold, but I find that a little implausible. Look at like I don't think he's like broy enough. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> I know what you mean. I I I would kill for a Booster um, TV series because I I mean yeah. as I say that that fifty two run. Um, uh, not new 52, but that 52 run of, of comics where you pulled trajectory from, I, you know, boost is the main character in that. And he's so brilliant. I, yeah. he's, you know, he's this kind of cheesy, but got kind of quite a lot of depth to him. I just love booster. He's fantastic. So, uh, I, I think they did him on Smallville. Um, they did, yeah. So he's on Smallville. And I actually think Greg Berlanti was writing on the show at that point. Cause I think that's a character that's very, like, yeah just at his heart. I think there was a Booster Gold prior to Arrow. There was a Booster Gold pilot that got scuttled. And I think that was Berlani producing. So that was going to be a Smallville spinoff. Yeah. I think, um, I think they were talking about, uh, it was Booster and Blue Beetle. I think they were talking about yeah. um, doing a, doing a show with the pair of them and it, but it wasn't on CW. I think it was Fox, mm-hmm. um, you know, and Fox have obviously now gone down the, the Gotham route. So, you know, uh, I, I would still love to see that. It would be yeah. just awesome because Booster is so funny. I, there's there is a movie in development but i you know it's like all these things are in development until they either happen or go away yeah so. yeah i i mean uh nathan fillion i think would would be awesome he may yeah. be a little old now because yeah. it's supposed to be a younger guy but that sort of character would be fantastic yeah, yeah. Bl- somebody blustery obviously yeah 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 yeah. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing seeing the the rest of uh, the the rest of the the last season. It's been such a great show. It's just gone so well, um, and it must have just been an absolute dream to get to go, go on working. You were over in LA for it, but they shoot up in Vancouver, don't they? Yeah. So basically, every Arrow shoots in Vancouver, I believe Legends does and Flash does. And then uh, Supergirl actually shoots in LA because uh-huh. um, it's CBS and the budget is actually much bigger for Supergirl than it is. <laughs> really? Uh, for, yeah. You know, like like CW is kind of a mini major, like it's um, it's a network, but it doesn't it doesn't they're, they're all actually owned by Warner Brothers, but it's like the. Yeah. It's 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 like a teen channel, you know. It's, yeah, it's yeah, more yeah. YA, so it, it's got it, people think it has like an infinite amount of budget, and it doesn't. They're actually very clever with how they utilize budget on the show and how they utilize special effects. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, you you wouldn't know that it has a smaller budget than than Supergirl at yeah. all. There's, yeah, I, you, I agree. Really I think, and know. I and for me, like, I I really really love the show. It's actually like my number one show. It's like the show I watch before I go to bed as like a treat, to <laughs> the mood for sleep. Um, and I just think what's happened, and I think this is the reason everybody else loves it, is like, I'm kind of sick of Grimdark at this point. Like, there was a time in my teens when it was like the only yeah. thing I would consume. And it's like, a, it's, you could just certain issues, you just kind of burnt out on like the darkness. Yeah. Just, I just want some laughs. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I just appreciate that there's like a TV universe where people, you know, I, there, there's other things that make that possible, obviously. Like, the difference between a show like Arrow and Flash is obviously Arrow is a person that doesn't have superpowers and he's a vigilante. Yeah. Um, so, so a little bit, the city has to be 
for him to have a job to do and he's yeah. a little he has to a little bit never fix it all the way you know this is like true of batman as well it's like if he fixes it too good yeah. there's no conflict yeah so it always has to be kind of a crap sack world that he's sort of struggling through but obviously on something like flash he has superpowers the people he's fighting have them as as well yeah. and he sort the problem by the end typically yeah i i um I thought it was, I mean, one of the, th the interesting things with Arrow is although, although they tend not to use super, uh, you know, metas and stuff in that, they are really starting to push the magic into that show, yeah, which yeah. is, is quite nice. Um, I, I'd love to see Constantine back on there because I just think, um, uh, Matt's fantastic in that role. He was so well picked. It's such a shame they sold that to NBC. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think it's such a, it's such a complex thing with all these like, multi-part comic book franchises finding like what's tonally the right channel for yeah. when you've got like this whole big family of shows you know like marvel across abc and netflix and movies yeah abc is like on cbs and nbc and fox and cw yeah yeah it's it, it's just um yeah the the dc stuff just so, seems so much more disjointed apart from that core tv thing i i guess yeah at this point um and i don't know whether that's a good thing or a bad thing it certainly gives them a larger toy box to play in i think because sure. yeah. you can you can do these almost elseworld kind of things of of having gotham uh which is you know is is doing entirely its own thing and then you've got supergirl and you know uh, which is part of that universe i just think it, it was I, I was so happy that they pulled constantine across because matt mm -hmm. was so good in that role and yeah. i would love to see him back it will be interesting to see him maybe pop on up on legends or something like that yeah, as one uh, of the I'm legends team amazing. yeah i think there's there's such a pleasure in that crossover too and i like that's the reason i'm really looking forward to the defenders because it's like yeah they, they've spent so much energy building up the individual like lead characterness of each character. Yeah. I mean, that's what I like about, you know, like regardless of the kind of quality of individual Avengers movies, like just as a whole, there's something I enjoy about like this person's a movie star. This person's also a movie star. There's like <laughs> movie stars and they're all like kind of fighting for screen time and banter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so like, yeah, I think, you know, I'm, I'm really excited for Luke Cage uh, I haven't watched Daredevil season two yet. Daredevil season two, um, I, I really like half of it. Um, I, the second half of it, I, I think it loses its way a little bit. It's sort of missing a central, solid central villain. Um, the Punisher stuff is fantastic, and that's <laughs> a spot-on bit of casting. Uh, the the Electra stuff, I think, as Ross was saying, he wasn't the keen last week. Um, uh, you know, the Electra stuff, I, I think it, it sort of loses its way a little bit. Um, but, I mean, it's still awesome. And, you know, it's, it, it's so nice that we're having essentially r-rated uh yeah. comic book things i mean you know we it, you think it, what it was like when uh, you know i was you know at school or you know much younger and and you know it was just finding comic book things on anywhere on tv yeah. you know was incredible uh, and now they're everywhere <laughs> you yeah. know yeah, uh, like it's, it's such a mainstream interest in pursuit now yeah yeah 
so it's it's phenomenal and i mean you know to, to the point where we're actually kind of can criticize some of them whereas before we'd just be happy to have it yeah, you yeah. know it just wasn't there wasn't enough to have any, any kind of commentary apart from i really hope this doesn't get canceled yeah yeah and yeah. and now now they're all going down the route i'm i mean in terms of stuff that's coming up the the abc uh and this is ABC. Uh, it's, yeah, ABC Cloak and Dagger. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, there's Cloak and Dagger coming up. There's um, there's uh, uh, the um, the sitcom that they're doing as well. Oh yeah, I can't. There's two of them. There's a DC yeah. one and a Marvel one, so I get them switched. But like, it's an office style comedy. Yeah, yeah. There's two office style comedies coming up. One about the the Marvel ones about the cleanup team at the yeah. go round after the Avengers, which I, I think is a brilliant idea. And the DC one's set in a uh, an insurance office, and it's the insurance team that have to insure a city full of superheroes that that keep on kind of you know blowing things up. So yeah. I, you know, both of those, I think, I, I, I suspect one of them won't survive. Um, and I have a, <laughs> and I think one, I think the DC one, uh, I think it's on NBC. So I think that's probably got it less chance than the. Than yeah. the uh, I f- yeah, I feel it's like if it's where's the Marvel one? Is yeah, it ABC? It's ABC. Okay. So, so that yeah. that's got. I mean, you know, the, the, the advantage that they have with that is um, Marvel and ABC, obviously, both owned by Disney. So, even if it doesn't quite work, they can go. Well, we'll renew it anyway. You know. Yeah. Um, which is sort of what I'm hoping happens with um, uh, Peggy Carter this season because <laughs> its ratings have been horrendous. But uh, uh, yeah, no, but that's that's exciting, and I'm I am like really I you know like I've been sort of thinking about uh, Cloak and Dagger is one that like I would have loved to have made for a very long time. So yeah, just the fact that they were like, there's going to be a Cloak and Dagger on ABC doesn't have any writers yet, although it probably <laughs> does have writers they haven't announced yet, but. Um, <laughs> That that's all very appealing to me, especially if they kind of get into the issues. Like if they if they kind of take a, a leaf out of what's been really hot on TV right now and and realize like all the kind of racial and sexual politics are actually stuff you can you know, if you look at like people versus OJ Simpson, like yeah. audiences really like actually discussing that and they want they want people to dig into it. So like I feel Cloak and Dagger is like a perfect kind of YA romance, but with like lots of political identity politics stuff going on in it, if they play it right. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and so there, I, there's your pitch for the writer. <laughs> for the writer, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, oh, I've been really enjoying the OJ show. Yeah, I I love that. I, I, it's, like, I, it's like the it's like the world's best trash. Like you're like yeah. it's trashy, and it totally didn't happen. This like I'm old enough to remember how it actually happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah obviously like, me too. Yeah, incredibly sensationalized, but something, but still like very ethically true in a way. Yes, um, yeah, I know what you mean. The I just find the casting and the writing really strong. Like especially the I haven't seen the last couple episodes. Um, yeah. yeah. But they've aired in the States. And uh, I, and I've heard they're actually like the best episodes of the season. So yeah, I'm very excited to see. Yeah. No, it, it, that's been that's been superb. Um, uh, it's an interesting pickup for the BBC over here because they don't buy any. They don't really buy any any US big dramas these days mm. because they're not really they get told off for it. But that that was a good buy. I, I yeah, think. That, that, that really seemed almost like it would go to a home where like Sky or something. Yeah, yeah, Sky Channel Four, one of those sort of places. Yeah. But but yeah, no, I they really really good job because it's an odd it was an odd thing, you know, because I. I 
I, I wasn't entirely sure. It's not quite right for Sky and it's not mm-hmm. quite right for Channel 4. So it was a, it was an interesting pickup for BBC2, but I, I'm so glad we got it because it's superb. Um, I just hope they manage to get the whatever the next one is. Uh, I, with the, I think it's, they were talking about either Katrina possibly is the maybe the the next thing that they're going to do so yeah i I heard katrina i've also heard from like an insidey producer person that at some point it was the unabomber they were considering Uh, but i don't know if that would have been more procedural i don't know if that would have been more investigatory and not actually like the trial yeah possibly uh so i so they have a lot of they have a lot of potentials I mean, yeah. there's so many things that it could be. Yeah. And then Dick, Dick Wolf is doing a new, now he's going to do a new CSI that's all true crime and he's doing the Menendez brothers. <laughs> so we'll see how that, I feel like that could potentially be a lot more kind of movie of the week type feel to it. But yeah. who knows? Yeah. I think we, we're, we're in the, obviously in the middle of a big true crime wave. Yeah. So. We did a, uh, we did an April Fool this year that went up on the website for uh, CSI Coventry and we did get some people with it as well so I was really pleased with that I mean it could happen was, was there like a CSI London at some point no no they've never done CSI London they, it was a Law and Order they did a Law oh, okay. and Order UK um, so so you know it's not impossible but they probably wouldn't pick Coventry although you know right. they'd probably pick like Manchester or, right. or London or you know somewhere like yeah. that but, but uh, someone with like a lot of crime yeah I mean, yeah, I don't want to cast dispersions on Coventry, but (laughs) maybe not the most inappropriate place to do it. But uh, (laughs) but yeah, Um, yeah, no, we're quite proud of the fact that that was that was Andrew's idea that it came up with that and and he kind of pitched it originally and I I tweaked it slightly. But uh, I was very proud that we got some people with that. Uh, We've been on for like. 40 minutes, 45 minutes. So I should probably start wrapping things up. I should ask you about Uncle before before okay. we go. Um, uh, how are things going with it? Where are you with it? Do you know when it's coming? <laughs> so, yes, when it's coming, it's going to be airing sometime in early 2017. Like, okay. Sort of look for it between, like, January and March, I okay. think. Yeah. At the moment, obviously, like sometimes BBC just d- gets an idea of when they're going to air it. And and that idea is surprising. Yeah. Um, but uh, we are in the midst of uh, we're actually getting towards the tail end of writing series three. OK, so we're almost done with episode five and we've got a six. And this time we actually have a seven. So there's there's seven episodes in this series. Uh, of cool. um, and uh, we are wrapping up the show. This will be the last series no so yeah so we try to pull all the threads together of everything we've opened um, we're gonna attempt to do it we've also got like we kind of went nuts and we have a few fairly experimental episodes this time like format wise there but well you this is this will be the the first time it's gone purely online as well has that altered things like the running length and that sort of stuff or are you sticking to it has not we actually we actually sort of made it very clear that we did not want to change the running length because it would tonally alter the show too much. Yeah, yeah. Um, although there was discussion, I think, of turning it into a 22-minute show, but but it is 28 at the moment, and that gives it room to kind of breathe and have 
some pretty serious moments. And, it, you know, it's always been a show that kind of is at the very edge of what is considered a comedy anyway. <laughs> um, whereas I think at 22, that's a very pacey sort of American yeah, yeah, yeah. length sitcom. And I think that lends itself better to things that are really kind of upbeat and funny and just very snappy dialogue. Yeah. So we, yeah, there was, there was a discussion about it. It is going to be playing on BBC Three's website, but we're a little unclear at the moment, but I think it's potentially Potentially also having kind of a simulcast on television, either on on BBC Two or BBC One, and then I believe BBC Three still has a few terrestrial hours, but they're very late. So Got I think for some point in the night, when <laughs> BBC Three still sort of exists and things are still sort of running, yeah, um, on on that channel. Well, that- Don't- quote me on that though. they they tend to the any any of the bigger shows that are on bbc3 they uh they, they're tending to put through on bbc2 anyway um at, at various different times so i mean i the chances are it will come onto normal terrestrial tv i, I definitely i know would have thought it was more a bbc2 show i would have thought than bbc yeah i mean it was always secretly more of a bbc2 <laughs> um Although it was nice. I think the nice thing about it airing on BBC Three is we picked up a younger audience than we might have otherwise. Um, But And weirdly, in our first series, we aired, when we aired on repeats, we aired on BBC One after Graham Norton. And Uh, a lot of people actually saw it for the first time because obviously BBC Three is more niche and more kind of young kid skewing yeah yeah and they've they interestingly they've just released the numbers today for um uh the 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 first numbers for bbc 3s online mm-hmm. uh ratings uh 2.3 million for 13 1.1 million for cuckoo um are the, are the top couple of things which i yeah seem like reasonable numbers to me i would have thought yeah for a for a first airing uh typically what we would we would do a lot of our business came from uh, iPlayer. Yeah, which is have, what this is. Basically. Ini- yeah, we would have an initial bump the night it aired, but then like very consistent iPlayer viewing over the next week, and that would that would actually be the bulk of our viewing. Yeah, the, these are, are from uh, yeah BBC and House Drama thirteen from when it went on on the twenty eighth of February. That is, I think. So mm. so yeah, they're they're kind of counting i don't know whether that's over the month or whatever but they're, they're, you know that's that's the numbers. They're, they're, i think they're struggling a bit on how to kind of gauge how you know what numbers they release and what relates to you yeah, because they're still figuring it out but yeah. uh, but you know that it, if that many people have seen it that that's, seems, not, bad. that's yeah. not bad you know because the whole point of this is the fact that it sits there and for x length of time and people go on and watch it when they want to watch it that's sort of the reason they did it so yeah, so you know as long as the people are watching it that's fine <laughs> you know so yeah so yeah i mean i and you always said um that you did better online than than yeah, you did, did live I, I mean, I, i'm more in slightly for you know there there is there is an older fan base that's not that online savvy or don't have computers or just don't don't like watching tv on their laptop yeah yeah uh, who who still prefer to have a you know a live broadcast that they sit down and watch at a scheduled time um and i i feel slightly for you know this sort of transitional audience where i kind of wish we could cater to both of them rather than having to pick one yeah. or the other because yeah. um, i don't think they're the same age or the same you know kind of financial dim- demographic no possibly but uh, you know th- there's so many 
smart TVs out there that have okay. like a iPlayer button practically at this point that uh, and BBC Three is part of of iPlayer. So you know, I I don't necessarily think that you're losing that many. So yeah. So you know, I, I think you I think you should be okay. Uh, but it, I mean, those numbers seem to seem to ball out that they they're doing all right. So yeah. So, yeah. And I think in that you know those. Uh, you know, Cuckoo is uh, Cuckoo and siblings, and I think Uncle and a few others are sort of like the the big shows of the channel, anyway. You know, and yeah. then there's the mostly the rest of the stuff is sort of nonfiction content at the yeah. moment. I yeah. think that's moving in kind of a, almost like a Vice Land direction. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, yeah no, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, so um, you're you're finishing up, Uncle. Have you got anything else in the pipeline that you care to talk about, or? Uh, yeah, um, Ollie and I are actually signed on for another TV show. Um, okay. Uh, it is going to be, I can't give too many details about it, but I can tell you it's going to be an hour long drama. Ooh. Um, and it is a period piece. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, can um, you, can you say, is it, is it period as in period or is it period as in 1980s period? It's well. What's the difference between period? It is, I, it is period. If you say period piece to me, I think sort of Victorian kind Victorian. of. It is nineteen eighties. It um, is eighties. Weirdly, I thought that might be yours. <laughs> it's a weird setting that I don't think many people have seen in a TV show before. I will say it's not. It does not lean in the geek direction. Like I will find the things that'll be geeky about it will be kind of like the trashy traction in a People versus OJ way. Um, yeah. Or, or like Empire, but like uh, what it what it is not it is not about like computer programmers or video gamers or you know like yeah. any any kind of or like people who like run an arcade or anything like that. <laughs> yeah, um, you're gonna have so, to restrain yourself at points. I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've got I've got other kind of geek stuff on the horizon. I've got like a. I've got this very cool screenwriter who I'm working with who actually she's um, she is the world's biggest like DC geek um, and specifically <laughs> like read like she's read everything Gail Simone's like ever written and um, she is writing me a feature script that's very um, genre and is actually like sort of a pure action film in a kind of John Wick type of way. Interesting. Um, so hopefully, hopefully, if we can get that off the ground, I'll be making a a feature, an action feature <laughs> <laughs> that'll be extremely genre. So that's how I'll get that out of my system. Cool. That that sounds good. Any other shows you want to pitch for while you're on here, just in case there's any execs living? Uh, I mean, uh, you know, I haven't heard any announcement yet about anybody, any women writing for Star Trek. So, <laughs> oh yeah, of course that's coming back. Do, do, do you do you want to? Yeah, I, we should. I should explain the way that I first met Lila was she entered a competition on the website when she was a student, <laughs> and and won and and uh, won a whole bunch of of uh, of Star all Trek, the Star Trek films, all yeah. the Star Trek films. Um, and uh, one of the reasons, well, you said you said you gave the reason why, uh, yeah, we should pick you, and and the reason was that your parents were involved in the original letter writing campaign to keep Star Trek on air when they were going to cancel it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like I am, I am a, a multi generation legacy Star Trek nerd, um, you know, and then all, I think almost overtook my, and it was my mother more than my father. And by the way, like my mother told me about slash fiction in the eighties, like that's that's how far back <laughs> we go in like like Star Trek 
history. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I mean, I, I absolutely adore every iteration of Star Trek, even the ones that I feel kind of iffy about. And, you know, like, I kind of can't think of a better showrunner than Brian Fuller like that. You know, it's like, yeah. it's like, and then, and the entire nerdosphere, like, gave a sigh of relief. Yeah, I oh love God, that, man. It's just okay. amazing. Yeah. Um, it, and it feels like it's got, like, really good people in place who, like, know and care about the universe, care about the ethics of the universe. Um I would like to see some diversity on the writing staff. Like I love that they're bringing in old veterans, but like if the entire writing staff is like 60 year old white guys who worked on the original Star Trek, I'm like, you know, yeah, yeah, there needs to be a couple of new voices in there, ideally. Yeah. Um, So yeah, I, I, I'm pitching to you on (laughs) the the staff of Star Trek and, uh, and ideally cloak and dagger. Um, And, uh, and, and I won't be greedy. I'm not going to ask for, I'm not going to ask for a lot else than that. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Well, I, I wish you luck with that. And, and that's why you should enter competitions on the Geek Town website. You could end up being a writer in Hollywood. <laughs> yes, that's how it, that's exactly how it works. <laughs> that, that, see, that's, that, you won't end up being a writer in Hollywood. <laughs> you should have this like quick disclaimer across the bottom. <laughs> no, no, no. This is exactly how it works. There's no other way to do it. Just one tweet. One tweet is all you need, people. Yeah, yeah, just one tweet. <laughs> one tweet to the right person. Um, awesome. Well, I'll, I shall let you get back to the day. It's always absolutely wonderful to talk to you because um, you're such a geek. So, <laughs> well, thank you very much. That, that's very validating coming from you. <laughs> so, I, I, it's great to talk to you, and I, uh, um, I look forward to. Uh, well, I hope everybody enjoyed your flash episode that went out tonight. That went out tonight. <laughs> already watched i hope they enjoyed it too um and uh i i look forward to seeing the new series of uncle when that comes up uh because i i do love that show uh nick, oh, you, nick's babe. just hilarious and uh i forget the kid's name what's the kid's name uh, elliot speller gillett yeah, yeah. They're, they're both lovely they're both extremely talented and and all the chemistry that you see on the show is real like they they get on very well and they're very funny duo yeah yeah and and elliot's brilliant and and you can't go on for that much longer because he ain't gonna be a kid for that i mean he's a man now (laughs) i mean we've we've had to write to his manness i mean there's no way around it so so expect a lot of like teenage Thanks, storylines in this season of Uncle. Cool. All right. Um, I'll let you get back to it. Um, it's been great to talk to you. Uh, I, I will hopefully talk to you again soon. So, all right. Cool. Thank Cheers. you so much. Bye. Bye-bye. That was the interview with Lila. I hope you really enjoyed that. Um, really fun to talk to. Um, it's a great episode of The Flash as well. So, yes, if you've, I'm assuming you've watched it if you listen through to the interview. But if you haven't, go and watch it. It's really good. Uh, next up, we've got some air date information. Air date information. <laughs> That's staying in. <laughs> air date updates this week. Um, we've got a few renewals and cancellations and things. Um, First up, Grimm has been renewed for a sixth season. Uh, I know you said that's running at the moment for on season five. Have you been watching any of that? No, I haven't watched any of it. It's um, it's meant to be very good, though. Yes, it is. It's very good. Uh, it's a lot of ex-Buffy um, people behind that show. Ah. So if you're a Buffy fan, it's it's one worth watching. It's uh, It's got some good comedy characters in it as well. So there's some good lines and, and stuff. Uh, it's very well put together. Uh, so that's been renewed for a sixth season. Uh, the Musketeers, which is the show that runs on the BBC, have announced 
not them particularly, but the people that make it uh, <laughs> announced that the uh, that series three will be its final season. So that's due to come back fairly soon. They announced today that episode season five will be its last season. Um, so that's the season that's coming next year. We're still waiting for season four over here, which is arriving on BBC two on the 11th of May at 10 PM. So uh, season four of episodes coming one more season of that kind of seen the writing was on the wall a bit for that, given that Matt LeBlanc is kind of off doing top gear and he's got another um, sitcom apparently in development in the U S as well. So, so yeah, that's uh, you've been following all the Top Gear stuff as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, so yes, I'm, all of his donutting. Yes, yes, he's unfortunate <laughs> donutting. That was uh, out of all the people that could have done it as well. That was that was probably a really unfortunate. Yeah. No. Um, have you been watching episodes? Have you seen any any of episodes? I've seen a few. Um, yeah. I really like um, Stephen Mangan and Tamsin Gray. Yeah. They are hilarious. Yeah, they're that, so funny. That's a show that if you've not watched it, go back and start at the beginning and watch through it because the entire run is brilliant. Um, it, it's written by the same two guys write every episode. Uh, they're the guys that co-created Friends. Oh, um, cool. Uh, the guys behind it, which explains why Matt LeBlanc is in there. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Matt LeBlanc's just amazing at playing this really kind of twisted version of himself. Uh, it's just fantastic. So, uh, yeah, episodes, um, season four due to come on the 11th of May, season five coming next year, and that will be the final season. Also on its final season, they announced today, uh, Broadchurch has got another season coming, uh, but that will be the last one as well. So uh, yes. there's a third season of that coming. Sorry, yeah, looks good. They've got a few new uh, members of and the cast. I'm trying to remember who. One of them, I remember one of them was Charlie Higson. And they said Arthur Duval was back as well. So he's taking some time off from Legends of Tomorrow to come back and be a vicar in Broadchurch. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that that's back for a final season. Uh, all the main lead cast are back as well so well, I was going to say as long as David Tennant is still in yes, it yes David yeah. Tennant is still in it so you're fine fine good <laughs> uh, but that, that'll be the uh, the last season of that as well oh yeah update on The Walking Dead as well um, Walking Dead obviously last season just recently finished on Fox over here um, if you're a non-Sky customer and you've been watching on Channel 5 or Spike, unfortunately, um, you're not going to be able to get it on there anymore. Uh, it's They've decided not to pick it up. I suspect it's monetary reasons um, and the money versus the amount of people watching. So it's no longer going to be running on fi Channel 5 or Spike. If you do still want to get hold of it because you haven't got Sky, you can buy it right now on Amazon Video. Or if you've got an Amazon Prime subscription, if you wait a little bit longer, I don't know how long, but if you wait a bit longer, you will the, the next season will come onto Prime at some point. Um, but you can buy the whole season right now to download on Amazon Video should you wish it. Um, if you've been not, you know, if you're not a Sky customer and you've you've been kind of waiting for it, so. So yeah, that I just wanted to mention that. Do, if you do, you don't watch The Walking Dead, do you? No, I, I might as well though. Seeing as um, that's all um, everyone in my office has been talking about recently. <laughs> well, that's why you should watch it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. It, it had um, a a very big cliffhanger ending, which um, upset quite a lot of people because a lot of people didn't want it to have a cliffhanger. Uh, they, they, but uh, yeah, they've they've kind of it generated what they wanted it to do, which was everybody talking about it, which yeah. is what happened. So, so yes, is that few new air date things coming up uh legends um which is the sean bean 
uh, show, which I don't. Did you see any of the first season of that? Um, no, I haven't. Yeah, it's it's by the guys that created Homeland, and I really like the first season of that. It's basically about a guy who's uh, undercover. And he's, you know, which is where the legend thing comes from. So he, he has legends, i.e. sort of background built for him for, for each kind of mission. But it starts to become apparent that the legends are kind of interfering with his life and he's not entirely sure who he is all the time. Oh, that good. It was a really interesting idea, but it didn't land particularly well in the US. So they've kind of revamped it for the second season, but that didn't save it and it still got cancelled. So there is, there is a second season coming, but that's it after that, unfortunately. But yeah, that's coming on the 25th of April at 10 PM. That's arriving. There is a werewolf show starring uh, Laura Vandervoort from uh, Smallville and V called Bitten, which is arriving on Sci-Fi on the 19th of May. Don't know exact time yet. Uh, Stars Laura as Elena Michaels, the only female werewolf in existence, apparently. Uh, It's a Canadian show. It's it's been kicking around for quite a while. I think they're they're on something like the third season at the moment. Uh, So it's taking forever to get over here. But but it's now coming to to normal TV. It'll be on Sci-Fi. Should you wish to watch it, that's coming on the nineteenth of May. And uh, oh yeah, Lucifer, Lucifer, um, which is on um, Amazon Prime at the moment, has been renewed for a second season as well, which I'm very very happy about because that's brilliant. It stars Tom Ellis as as the Prince of Hell who gives up being the Prince of Hell and uh, moves to Los Angeles. Such a good premise. Uh, yeah, it's brilliant. Uh, I don't know if, you, if you've got an Amazon Prime account at the moment. I don't, but I do really want to watch Lucifer because I yeah. really like Tom Ellis. Um, and I feel like he's going to take America by storm. Yeah, it, it, it's absolutely superb. It's really, really good fun. He's fantastic in it. Uh, there's a lot of good stuff on Amazon Prime at the moment because you can get Lucifer, you can get Fear the Walking Dead, the first season of that. Man in the High Castle, if you've not seen that, is brilliant. There's a bunch of other things on there as well. So uh, it's well worth getting. That's, uh, yeah, so that's been renewed. Oh, yeah, this uh, this bit of news popped up as well, which again is probably going to upset some people. Uh, Orphan Black, which, have you been watching that? Because that was ran on BBC Three. Yeah, over I here. need to catch up on that. Um, it's so good, though. Um, yeah, Orphan Black, uh, first three seasons ran at various times on BBC Three over here. The fourth season, though, um, Netflix have bought the international rights for it. So the fourth season will be airing on the 15th of April. So if you've got a Netflix account, you'll be very happy. I was going to say that that's awesome. (laughs) Now I can just... In. Yeah, I'm assuming they've got the previous seasons as well, but uh, certainly the fourth season is coming to Netflix on on the fifteenth of April. It's coming one day after the US airing because it's a BBC America co-production with somebody else. Um, so it is partly owned by the BBC, but it's the commercial arm of the BBC, which is why I think it's gone to Netflix because they make money out of it doing that. Whereas if it goes to BBC three over here, they probably don't. It's just kind of shifting money between departments. So, um, so yeah, it's, it's going to be running on Netflix. It may still end up on BBC three at some point, I suspect, because if it's a BBC show, they can probably stick it on, but not immediately if somebody else has got the rights. So I, I don't know how exactly that's going to work. Um, but yeah, 15th of April, that starts That's the day after it airs in the US and it will come out weekly on Netflix. 
So uh, it is brilliant, though. It's well worth watching. How uh, Tatiana Milady hasn't won a Golden Globe or, or Emmy for that performance yet is completely beyond me because she's just superb in that yeah. show. So, yeah, so there's that. Peaky Blinders season three starts the 22nd of May at 9 p.m. I'm so excited about that. I Yes, I, I think I remember reading Tom Hardy's back as well, I think, for this season as well so so yes you can be <laughs> squealy and very happy about that <laughs> yeah and obviously Killian Murphy uh there is we will hopefully have some some more footage and bits and pieces for that because there is a big red carpet event uh next month in uh to launch it in Birmingham so hopefully we'll have some footage and bits and pieces from that uh when it when it happens but yes yeah, season three 22nd of May at 9 p.m on BBC two uh that's coming They've announced second season of Wayward Pines coming to Fox. That's on the 25th of May at 9pm. Um, I, I don't know whether you saw any of this. I completely missed the first season of this because I saw it was it was a mystery from Emblem Night Shyamalan and I was like, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't seen any of it either. Yeah, I, I was told it was quite good actually. So maybe one that's kind of worth going back and, and uh, watching it. But uh, yeah, so 25th of May at 9pm if you're a fan of wayward pines uh that's worth looking for uh banshee season four which is its final season that's coming to sky atlantic at some point in may but we haven't got an exact date for it yet uh that was quite a good show as well that was i quite enjoyed that and uh, a very very advanced date um the crown which is a historical dramatization of uh queen elizabeth's the second life from her wedding in 1947 to the present day. It's from Peter Morgan, who is the epic writer of the queen and Frost Nixon and Rush and uh, what was it called? The special relationship, which ran, which was a sort of TV movie for, for BBC. Um, so he's got a big history of writing these big historical kind of drama things. It's first season is coming on the 4th of November, this year so bit of time to wait but <laughs> oh, they've announced what the date is um and uh it's it's gonna have six seasons and that'll be it but it's six seasons of 10 episodes uh, netflix just bought it as a job lot and and uh they will be running i assume yearly so that gives them a chance to film it uh but uh yeah first season will be out from the 4th of november so that will be one to watch out for because i think that's probably going to be quite good Next week on TV, you've got uh, Scott and Bailey season five returning to ITV on the 13th of May. Uh, it's apparently, yeah, five seasons. 13th of May at 9pm. I know nothing about that show. I've never watched it. Um, Todd Margaret season three coming the 14th of April at 10.30. Um, I'm told that's quite good. That's probably quite your sense of humour. I I don't, I've, I've not seen it myself, but I've heard it described and I think that would probably appeal to you, Amanda. You think? Yes. Go I think, on, I, it uh, it's, <laughs> they're, they're apparently, well, I know the second season ended with an apocalypse. Oh. Um, but it's sort well, of this. What do you think of me when you <laughs> think of the apocalypse? Yeah. Um, it, it's sort of, um, it's difficult to describe, but it's got um, David Cross from Arrested Development oh, in it. Oh, it's got Will Arnett in. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to watch that. Uh, yeah, it's. <laughs> It, it, it's kind I of love that man. slightly odd and slightly strange from what I'm told, but it's supposed to be very funny. So uh, yes, Todd Margaret is season three, uh, 14th of April at uh, 10.30. That's on Jack Irish blind faith uh, season one of that. That's the 
series based on the sort of telly movies which Guy Pearce did. So it's Guy Pearce back as Jack Irish for a six-part series about a criminal lawyer turned investigator. That's on the 15th of April at 10pm that's on. Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, second season of that starts on the 15th of April. Have you watched any of those? Yes. That's they're, hilarious. They're brilliant. Um, so yeah, I, I, I've got to watch the rest of the first season before that comes on. But uh, yeah, that's second season of that starts on Netflix on the 15th of April. Uh, the Five, which is Sky One's big new uh, drama from Harlan Coben. It's about a group of friends who are reunited by a uh, terrible accident. It's based off the the, the book. Uh, it starts on the 15th of April at 9pm. There's a lot of things on the 15th of April. Um, it's 15th of April and 9pm on, on Sky One. Um, there's been a lot of kind of sort of bubbling hype around that. It's not, not overly hyped, but there, there's a lot of, I'm hearing good things about it. So uh, that, that definitely uh, will be one to watch on Sky One. Orphan Black, as we mentioned, starts on the 15th as well. That's coming onto Netflix. Second off, Bones. Bones season 11. Um, that uh, is coming on the 18th of April. So that returns because it had a bit of a break in the US. So that's back. Um, it's then been renewed for a 12 episode final season 12 as well. So that's got one more season in it as well. Uh, 18th of April at 9pm. That comes back. And finally, Rush Hour, which is an adaptation of the Jackie Chan Chris Tucker um, buddy cop movie um, starring two people who aren't Jackie Chan or Chris Tucker <laughs> for the uh, yeah, why not? yeah. Um, I, I'm hearing very very mixed things about it but it's uh, it's coming to E4 on the 19th of April at 9pm if you want to check that out uh, on E4 so um, yeah I, I have no idea whether that will be any good or not uh, from the what I'm hearing it's a bit dodgy but uh, but yeah if you if you're a fan of that sort of thing then then it might be worth a look uh, and unless you've got anything else to add that's it for this week yep that's it okay <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to come and find us during the week you can visit the website at geektown.co.uk uh, throughout the week to find all the latest air date info if you want to get in touch you can email us at podcast at geektown.co.uk or leave a message on this website post you can find us at geektown on twitter on facebook at facebook.com forward slash geektown on instagram at geektown uk and uh, if you're following us on itunes uh, don't forget to go on and like us and and leave nice things because because then that helps us uh, get found in the search and uh, makes us more popular so <laughs> so uh, yeah if you're on itunes go and do that uh, that's everything we shall see you next week goodbye bye Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. 